moment of your time, if you will. So Sunday's Easter, which means we are in the middle of Holy Week. Like dead smack in the middle because today's Wednesday. And so if you, if you know about Holy Week and you've been following it, you know that through the Gospels they go day by day, right? Right? Then this week is known, we call it, the road to Easter. So these are the final days that Jesus is living, the final things that Jesus is doing as he's making his way towards crucifixion. And there's a couple of things that take place on Wednesday, right? A couple parables being told, Jesus shaming the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those kinds of things. Um, but in particular, Matthew doesn't really speak a lot about Wednesday. Very, very hush-hush about Wednesday. Talks a lot about Tuesday. Talks a lot about Passover, which is tomorrow. But on Wednesday, very, very little. But I do want to share with you what he does feel is extremely important to share. All right? Matthew chapter 26, verse 15. This is when Judas decides to betray Jesus. All right? And in verse 15, it says he goes, he goes to the elders, and he says, what will you give me for him? And they say to him, we'll give you 30 pieces of silver. And then it says, and Judas heads out to plot to trap Jesus. Okay? You guys hearing me? Okay, cool. Just making sure. So, I want to I wanna camp out in that 30 pieces of silver bit for you, right? Did some research, looked it up. 30 pieces of silver equaled about four months of salary, all right? 30 pieces of silver was also the penalty for something like killing somebody's ox that you weren't supposed to or something like that, right? And that was the penalty for the sin of killing an ox. So in essence, what I want you guys to grasp right now is that Judas, this man who pretended, and I have to say pretended, to be a follower of Jesus for three and a half years, gave him up for four months worth of salary. I don't know how many of y'all are good at relationships or bad at relationships. But it's kind of hard to fake love for three and a half years. I mean, I know some people stay in marriages they're not supposed to for a long time, but they usually say something like, we do it for the kids, or, you know, I don't want to move out, it's expensive, and, well, if, if I move out, then she's going to keep the dog, and I don't want that, I don't want my dog. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of people that'll stay, that'll stay in a loveless relationship for three and a half years. Which, which leads me to believe that he had to love him a little. A, a little, right? But then he gave him up for change. He gave him up for four months worth of salary, 30 pieces of silver, and he gave up his friend, his homeboy. The man who had proven to him time and time again exactly who he was. And it's got me really thinking about stuff. 
And the thing it got me thinking about the most is poor Judas. And I'm going to tell you why poor Judas, right? Because up until, up until Jesus, Jesus was a hustler. All right? He doesn't use that word in the Bible, but that's what he was. He was a hustler. He was going to get himself, he was going to get paid, he was going to take care of himself by any means necessary. That's how Judas rolled, all right? But then he met Jesus, and this man did things and said things he'd never seen, never heard before. He was intrigued, okay? For three and a half years. Three and a half years. There were 11 other guys in that group whose lives were changed drastically. Now, all of them had some baggage, right? None of these guys, if you know about the disciples, none of them were any altar boys or choir boys that were just waiting for some, you know, for, for a preacher to come along. They all had some stuff, right? Matthew, horrible. Jason, John, they weren't great. Sons of Thunder, they liked to fight, right? Everybody had their stuff. But everybody was willing to give it up because they saw Jesus for who he really was, and so nothing else mattered from that point on. Who they were, what they did, how they lived, none of that mattered once they met Jesus. But you see, Judas, he was still holding on. He was still holding on to that old life. He held on to it for three and a half years. And then that ugliness, that dark side of him, just came bubbling up. And he allowed the devil to speak into his head and to pierce his heart and to convince him to betray his friend. And so what I want you guys to understand is that it was never really, really about the money. It was never really about the money. It was about believing. It's the difference between being all in or having one foot in and one foot out. Now, I've been around a while. And I've been a good, guy, good guy that's done bad stuff. I've been a bad guy that's done bad stuff. I've been a good guy that's done good stuff. And so I know what it's like. No, you can't eat. Not until I'm done. But I do know what it feels like to be half in and half out. Because I faked it for a while. I actually faked it for longer than three and a half years. Uh-huh. I said what I said. But at some point, and I thank God for this, at some point, nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered except where I was, and like my man Steven said a couple of days ago, and where I wanted to be. And then that's where Jesus stepped in. I can't even say that's where he stepped in because he was there the whole time. That's when my eyes were open and I recognized that there he was. And so, this is Holy Week. And, and, and this is a lot of time, this is a time where, where, where people will, will hunker down, right? The Lent season is about to end. There's some people who made some sacrifices. There's some people who gave up some stuff. There's some people that didn't even know Lent was going on. There's some people that don't even know that Friday's Good Friday and that Sunday's Easter Sunday. And that's all right, because I'm telling you now. And I'm telling you that a man came 
and walked this earth for 33 years, ministering for three and a half for the sole purpose of dying for our sins. Because you see, to him and his father, nothing else mattered but us. And when I think about that, and you should be thinking about that because this is the time to think about it, scripture says, a good man might not give up his life for another person. But yet a great man gave up his life for everybody. And if you read the book, it's gonna say, well, was his life worth 30 pieces of silver? You know the craziest part about this whole story, the craziest thing about Jesus is that he knew it the whole time. He, he knew it the whole time. Three and a half years walking with this man knowing that he was going to betray him. Knowing that he was going to basically just give him away for chump change. And it didn't give up his love for him. He didn't look at him sideways while they were walking. He didn't turn his back to him while he was teaching. He didn't box him out while he was doing miracles. He allowed him full access to him for three and a half years, knowing exactly who he was and what he was going to do. And I'm sorry, if you can't look at that and receive this gift of this sacrifice, of this man getting beat up, spit on, nailed to a cross to die for our sins, then, then, then nothing matters, does it? You know, the saddest thing, the saddest thing about the way we walk through this earth is that we act like there's no tomorrow. We live like we're invincible. We treat this vessel like it's worthless. Like it's cheap. Like, like we have no value. But I'm telling you right now, there's a man that died a horrible death to say different. There's a man that right now is waiting for you to recognize your worth. Because to him, everything and everyone matters. We all matter. And listen, I'm I could be in a very different place right now. Thank God I'm not. But I know what I could have been. And I'm very, very happy with who I am. Even though I still got a lot more work to do. But it all began with me dropping to my knees one day and recognizing that nothing else mattered but him. And so that's my prayer for all of you tonight. That for whatever
whatever it is you're holding on to, whatever, whatever pieces of silver that you're grasping onto, let it go. Recognize that it's not worth it. And that the true treasure lies in knowing and loving this man named Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen, brothers and sisters? All right, cool. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray and then yes, we can eat. Y'all know I'm early, right? Cut this one short. Let's pray. Let's pray. Y'all ain't right. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for I thank you for this wonderful church. I'm a little biased, but I thank you for Genesis Church. I thank you for the hands that prepared this meal with love. I thank you for those that are here to distribute this food with love. And I thank you for those that are here to receive this food with love. Lord, I pray for peace. Lord, I pray for peace over this evening. I pray for the next hour and a half or so that we can just align ourselves together, Lord, that we can feel the power and the gentleness of the Holy Spirit circulating through this space right now, Lord, that we can have a graceful evening where we can enjoy each other's company, where the, those that might need prayer might receive that prayer, Lord, where someone might just need something as simple as a smile, they might receive that smile today, Lord. But for those that are yearning, those that are hurting, for those that are yielding their ears and their hearts towards you tonight, Lord, I pray that they will find you and that they would recognize that nothing else truly matters except you. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. My brothers and sisters said, Amen. 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 All right, This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.